What's up, Headstrong? Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Nick Comandina. I am so excited and humbled to have this man on my podcast. I don't think very many people quite embody the term headstrong quite like my brother, my trailer park brother, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brian Mark. What's up, B Mark? Dude, so first of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. The last time that me and you chatted, we ended up talking for about an hour. And at the end of the hour, I was like, I think I just made a best friend. So yeah, <laughs> very excited to be back here. Mine and your stories are very aligned, and I'm excited to serve your audience today. Yeah, let's let's do it, brother. So I would just oh, actually, real quick, guys. Sponsorship shout out to Megafit Meals. If you guys want great, amazing meals delivered straight to your door, Megafit Meals, link in the show notes. It helps me continue to bring to bring this podcast to you once every three to four months whenever I feel like filming an episode. But <laughs> code NK. Yeah. Mark, B Mark, dive us into just a quick spark notes edition of your life. Cause it has been one hell of a fucking journey. Yeah. So um hi everyone. My name hi. is Brian. Hi, um, I am a business owner. So I'll start with the start and then I'll go, I'll start with the end and then I'll go to the start. Um, so right now I'm running a business coaching company that has 1500 active clients. It is called the Change Jobs Academy. I'm a business coach for online personal trainers. I've also got a gym in West Kelowna called Iron Energy Gym that I'm super proud of. We stood up against the government against COVID, hashtag free BC. So right on, brother. Um, I came from a background where I struggled for money my whole life. <clears throat> my whole family struggled this like, had this mentality that money doesn't grow on trees and that, um, you know, the government was out to get us and that people that had money were bad. And so I had a lot of really negative money beliefs when I was growing up um, around like 16, 17, 18, 19. I knew that I couldn't I was, I'm basically unemployable because I hate uh, re receiving direction from people above me that I think that I can do better than. So I started dabbling in different entrepreneurship things. Uh, didn't see a lot of success at first. Um, and after failing multiple times in multiple different arenas, I finally found success in online fitness coaching. And that really, for me, became my thing. So I was an online fitness coach from 2014 to 2018. And that time, um, you know, through a lot of trial and error, we ended up growing the business to $54,000 a month, eight right. online fitness working for me. Um, realized I was no longer passionate about telling people how much broccoli to eat. So I started business coaching and I've been business coaching from 2018 to 2023. So that is the Cliff Notes version of my life. Yeah, that's amazing, dude. I want to talk about, because like, again, you and I share very similar backgrounds with the upbringing um, around money, the narrative around money and the narrative around people who have money being bad. Mm. And, you know, I know you get this on social media for being a successful entrepreneur who drives a Lambo. And I get it as well. And so I want to I want to kind of lift the hood here of kind of talking about well, what is it? 90 we use less than or we only use 5% of our brains. So we yeah, can assume 90% like of our brains are not even being accessed. Yeah. So we can assume that 90% of people on the planet are unconscious. Mm -hmm. That's a good so, word. Like that. Yeah. So those like do you see a correlation between your relationship with money business and how successful you are when you were unconscious versus during the doing the work to then become more conscious of a person? hundred percent. Mm -hmm. so talk to me about that. I, I think that the, uh, whenever people ask me about my keys to success, it's really boring and nobody likes to hear it because I really do think that the reason that I'm successful 
is I meditate every single day. I have a clear vision for my life and where I want to go. And I never deviate from that vision. And every single action that I take every single day is heading me in the direction of the place that I want to go. Mm-hmm. And so every lens, like every decision that I make is always viewed through the lens of like, does this get me closer to or further away from my goals? And it's because I'm self-responsible and I know that I've created my life. And so uh, when I was a drug addict, I created that because I was making horrible decisions. Mm-hmm. When I was flat broke, I created that because I was choosing to stay in a job that I didn't like. When I was jumping from relationship to relationship and self-sabotaging every single girl that ever loved me, it was because I was choosing those things. And I think that most of our lives, most people live completely unconscious for their entire lives. Like most people literally never wake up and actually ask themselves what they could accomplish with their life. And so I truly do believe that the key to my success has been this like relentless commitment to tap into my full potential. And it's such a... um, it's so easy to slip into being unconscious mm-hmm. because I view it as like, like life is like a current that is always moving forward and whether or not you like it, like we are all heading towards our eventual death. And that's just like, Absolutely. that's the truth. That is the truth. We're all okay. eventually to this place where we're going to not be on the planet anymore. And so most people just go that whole time and they, make excuses for why they're not where they want to be. They say that it's hard. They say that they're struggling. They say that they're overweight and they keep telling themselves a story and programming their mind with all of these negative beliefs. We're like, for me, every single day, I'm like, I'm a successful entrepreneur. Yep. I make money. My Instagram following is growing. I'm making a bigger impact. I'm changing people's lives. I'm going to make a difference today. I'm going to be positive today. So I think that the reason that I'm successful is because I just chose to not be a character of my programming. Mm-hmm. Like you I chose to not, I just chose not to subscribe just, to my, to my life. You just, chose. just chose. Yes. And most I people chose. never decide. Yeah. And, and I also choose every single day. That's important. Yeah. I think yeah. not choosing is also a choice, right? Mm. Like not choosing is still a choice. Um, I, I want to, because you, you said, you know, I say all these things to myself, like I am a successful, I am doing this, I am making it more impact. How many wins do you stack up for yourself per day? Like self-perceived wins. How many wins do you allow yourself to celebrate for yourself every day? Mm, I try to look for wins in everything. That sounds like a cheesy thing to say, but like no, everything I do, I, I like try to pat myself on the back. See, because, and I'm glad you said that because I'm the same way. And I think that 90% of people are the opposite way. And mm-hmm. it comes down to the scale in which you are comparing your wins to. Because if if I work with a brand new entrepreneur and they're like, I just signed my first client, they're they're, I mean, it's it's the best thing that's ever happened to them, right? It's brand new. And then next month they only sign another client and they say, Well, I signed a client this month. I know it's not 10, but and we have this scale. So anytime we have a win that could be a win, we automatically compare it to something and then we turn that win into a loss. Mm. And the most successful people that I know, yourself included, it's like the scale in which we compare a win on is very small. Yeah. And people who aren't successful compare their scale extremely large. I just did a, I'll spike this back to you, but it's a good concept. I yeah. just did this call in our mastermind about the scale of significance. And you look at human beings, right? As a civilization, the greatest feat we've ever accomplished arguably is, you know, going to the moon, right? Like we put a man on the moon, came back. And now, now we're working on colonizing Mars. Mm. That is I mean, that's the greatest feat in our entire livelihood as a species. Now, 
what if we zoom out the scale to the entire Milky Way galaxy? Mm. How insignificant does it seem to hop from one planet to another? Right now, let's zoom out even further and go to Andromeda, which is like all the galaxies combined. And you mm. can see the Milky Way. And now it's it's as insignificant as touching your finger and your thumb together of what we're doing. And that's the greatest feat we've ever done. Now imagine us as human beings, we were like, well, that's not worth it. Mm. You see, you never get better. So it doesn't, whatever scale you put yourself at, you can always find a way to make yourself feel insignificant. So why not just do the opposite? Mm. That's so interesting. And you just bended my mind in a way that I've never been bent before because I've never actually Sexy. thought about. I've like, I'm like, I'm a big believer in like thinking big, but I always think about myself on planet earth and how like insignificant of a human I am compared to like how big the planet is. But then you're like, but what about the galaxy? And what about Andromeda? I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit, I'm, I'm really nothing. Speck of a speck of a dust. But let's talk about that because like it can be, okay, so I think that where people get stuck is everybody has like a vision of their life that they want to get to, right? And so let's say that your goal is to make 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. It's always 10,000 a month, right? Like it's always 10,000 a month. We'll start there, right? And so when people start seeing success and they start seeing progress in their business, they sign their first client and they're amped. And then the next month they sign a client and they're amped. But in that very same breath, they're also like, but I'm not at 10K. Yep. And I think that successful people, what they do is, yes, the goal is here and we want to get here, but- Every single step along the way, we need to celebrate that win because otherwise it's like it is the journey isn't fun. Mm-hmm. And the, I think that the, the, like a, de- a true understanding of entrepreneurship is knowing that like the destination will happen when you actually like love the journey and mm-hmm. you love the process. Because when you get to $10,000 a month, the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to be like, cool, what's next? And if you're always under this like pressure under the gun to like perform better and you're not giving yourself credit along the way, then the journey isn't fun. And if the journey isn't fun, like what the fuck, like, what are we doing? What's the point? Yeah. It's like, what are you going to rush to? Cause once you're, once you get to the end of life, you're dead, right? It's like, why are you rushing instead of trying to make something that feels like, I think now for me, at least stacking as many wins as I give myself to win. Uh, like, dude, like I just, I started just, just getting back into the gym, like hitting it hard again. And you know, like I, I hit one rep more on the hundreds, like my whole day's made. Yeah. Right? Like I, I'm like, I'm, I'm the fucking man. Like nobody, <laughs> right? Like nobody's going to fucking tell me anything. Like I already won today and yeah. then more wins keep happening. And you know, it's like, I think now that I allow myself to enjoy the journey and stack so many wins every day, one lifetime feels like multiple. Mm. And it's like the last year of my life has felt like 10 in the mm. best way. Right. I'm just like, holy crap, like I could do this forever. And it's it's like nothing is it's going by so fast, but it also feels so enriched as mm-hmm. it's going by. Mm-hmm. And you look at the basic hierarchy of species from an evolutionary standpoint, the person in the species or the, the animal in the species that perceives right wins and losses, all self-perception. Would you agree? Also, all yeah, self-perception. Flip it in an instant. Right. So if I this is hundreds of millions of years old from an evolution standpoint. If I perceive myself as losing, I start to embody a loser. I My posture is different. I back away. I'm less confident and I continue to lose more. And I go to the lower end of the spectrum. Whereas, and let's just say I'm the loser in this, or actually let's do this for an example. We're both same background, okay? Yep. Trailer park, scarcity, whatever. Now, both of us seem to have gone the same way from that. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say for an instance, I choose to view that as I'm a loser for the rest of my life. 
and I keep losing and I keep losing and I keep losing where you continue to perceive wins and you keep going and going. And now in this, in this hierarchy, you're a level 10, I'm a level one. Mm. And so you're the full embodiment of what an alpha man would be. You're good looking. Thank you. You take care of yourself. You're very generous. You're very kind. You have a lot of money. You have a lot of success because you continue to keep winning. Mm -hmm. And because of that, now you have access to better housing, better quality of food, better livelihood. You have better opportunities. You're less likely to get sick. Mm -hmm. Now, because I continue to perceive myself as a loss, every time I see you, it feels like a loss. And now no matter what I do, if I gain, if I get $500 as a check, I'm like, this is amazing, but I'm never going to make as much as Brian. Mm. And now my win turns into another loss. And now I am completely scarce. There's never enough money. I'm angry. I'm resentment. I have lower quality of food. I have poor housing. I'm more susceptible to stress. I'm more susceptible to cancer. Mm. Look at the, look at the, um, neighborhoods that got COVID more. It wasn't, it wasn't the rich and wealthy. Mm -hmm. It was the poverty. Mm. So we have these hierarchies in Mm. species. And if the hierarchy, if where you are on the hierarchy is only dictated to your self-perception, then it would make a lot of sense that your own internal work, meditating, visualizing all of these things that you do is the key to going up the ladder. Mm. I fucking love that, first of all. And I fucking I love, love you. Very clever. Um, I think that what people don't understand is that there's two games that people need to start paying a lot of attention to when it comes to success in life. There's two games. And most, I would say, most people listening to this podcast probably have a understanding of the first game that they need to play. And the first game that you need to play is the mental game. Mm-hmm. And the mental game is like winning the war against yourself. So it's like getting out of bed when you say you're going to get out of bed. It's going to the gym when you say you're going to go to the gym. It's making the post on social media when you say you're going to make the post on social media. It's doing the outreach that you say you're going to do. It's committing to the things that you said you were going to do. So that's the mental game. It's like winning the war against yourself and developing this like unshakable and unbreakable character. That's level one. And I think that a lot of people understand level one. And even though they may or may not be doing it, you at least know that like level one is very important and you need to be playing the game. Mm -hmm. The second game that you need to be playing at all times is the emotional game, because you can have level one where you're getting out of bed on time. You're going to the gym, you're lifting the weights, you're making the posts, you're doing all the things, you're performing all the activities that should be leading towards success. But then as you're performing these activities, your emotional state is out of alignment because you're like, I got out of bed on the time on time, but like I'm not as I'm I'm not getting up as early as Brian is. Yeah, but I'm a piece of shit still. <laughs> I'm not I'm a piece of shit. I'm I'm getting out of bed at six, but Brian's getting out of bed at three. What the fuck? Right? You get out of bed at three? I do, yeah, yeah every single day. Damn. Three three to four. I'm four, it's on vacations. Couldn't be me. Yeah. So that but I that, I value that. That's just me, but that's my own, that's my own game that I'm playing with myself. Yeah, hundred percent. I am playing that. Game. In a second. I'm gonna, I, wanna, I wanna I wanna go there for a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll write I'll write it down so we can come back to yeah, it. Yeah, so that game okay. that I'm playing with myself, but the emotional game is like when I make a post on social media, I'm giving myself credit and I'm giving myself a pat on the back because I perform the work. When I'm doing the outreach, I'm like, I'm doing the outreach. I'm doing the work. I'm like getting mm-hmm. better. I'm perform- like, So it's like playing that emotional game is understanding that you need to feel good as you're taking the actions. Mm-hmm. Feeling good and taking the actions are both keys to success. It's like if you're taking the actions and you absolutely hate every single action that you take, you're not going to make any progress because the universe is energy. 
Facts. And so I'm putting out this energy every single day, this negative energy, this resentful energy, this I want to make money energy and nobody's reaching out energy. This why is nobody buying energy and why am I not making more money energy? People are literally going to be repelled away from you because they're going to be able to feel it through everything that you do, through your live streams, your podcasts, your posts, et cetera. And so it's like, you need to be playing the mental game and you also need to be playing the emotional game. And I want to touch on the idea of like the game that I'm playing with myself. Yeah, waking up early. I don't even fucking look at motherfuckers, man. Like, I don't even care what anybody else is doing. And it's like, I, I, I mean, get a lot of value out right? of knowing that people are doing shit, but I also don't give a fuck. And like, right. when I see a competitor in my newsfeed, like posting a Facebook ad and they're like, join my program. It's the best one. I'm like, you're an idiot. My program's the best <laughs> yeah. And then I go back to working on my shit. Cause I'm not even, I'm not playing the game with anybody else other than right. myself. Yeah. And it's like, if you play the game against yourself, you're always going to win. Yes. If you let yourself win. Right. You let yourself win, right? Yeah, the paradoxes are just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to I touch on uh, what you said, because we, we spoke about this right before the podcast, which is like this is, and the question I asked Brian was, do we feel that becoming an entrepreneur is now the mainstream thing to do? Mm. And I have spoken, and I'm sure um, a few of them will listen to this podcast, so all love, but I've spoken to a few people in the past week and had to bring to their attention that there was this very entitled wounded little child energy when it came to business and success and people looking at myself or Brian or Alex Ramosi or Gary V or, you know, all these people in the space and going, well, they just make it look so easy. Mm. Like I just, why, why is it so hard for me? I just started my Instagram. I'm posting content. I, th this is the one that I get all the time. I yeah. think my content's good. And I'm like, is it converting? Well, no, then it's not good. Well, I think mm -hmm. it's the algorithm. It's not the algorithm. It's you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I know people who get 25 likes on a post who make millions. Yeah. I know people who don't even get a thousand likes on a post who make millions. Mm -hmm. And people go, I only got 150 likes. Like nobody's buying for me. It must be the algorithm. I must be shadow banned. This is so unfair. Why is it so hard? I'm so frustrated. And it's like, are you doing, are you, are you, do you want to be an entrepreneur for you or do you want to be an entrepreneur for other people? Because mm. if you're if you're self-oriented in everything that you're doing, and this was a part of my journey, I was really self-oriented. But the thing is, is I was successful. What's your definition of self-oriented? Just so everybody's yeah. clear. So self-oriented is I'm doing what I'm doing for my own needs to be met. Mm. And I, I and can you be successful this way? Sure. But I think the question to ask ourselves is at what cost? Mm-hmm. Because that was when I built the fitness business. We were doing a little over 4 million a year. And I was only building it for me because I fucking hated myself. Mm. So I wasn't caring about other people. I wasn't building it for other people. I was building it for me. But most people only go to business of, well, I just, I don't want to work for other people. I want my bills to be paid and I want to have an easy life. So what happens? They start a business, they make bare minimum for their livelihood to be paid for. And then they're like, I don't know why I'm not doing the things that I want to do. Or I know I, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I just can't do it. And it's like, well, because the person you're doing it for is taken care of. Mm. So if you switch it to more people focused, right? And like you have an amazing mission. Mm -hmm. You're trying to change the world. I'm trying to change the world. And my needs are met as a byproduct of me helping other people meet their needs. So when my focus is how many people can I help meet their own needs? Well, my mm. needs are always met. Mm. So talk to, just talk to me about your perspective on kind of the entitlement around maybe newer entrepreneurs or people getting into running a business because they think it's easy. Yeah. 
So first thing I want to comment on is when you said, uh, you said something that I want to hit because I think this is going to resonate with the people that are doing it for their own needs. Like if you're only in it to make money for yourself and you want to be able to pay your own bills and you want to be able to drive the nice car and you want to be able to grow your business and you want to be able to like do all these fancy things that come with entrepreneurship. Every business on the planet makes money by serving people. Mm -hmm. Every business on the fucking planet, McDonald's makes money because they serve people. Every business on the planet, Walmart, every business on the planet, the fucking car dealership that you bought your vehicle from, like the hat that I purchased, the, the one that I'm wearing right now, like every clothing brand makes money by serving people. And so, so many people are so interested in like, I want to make more money, but the like, what I need you to understand is you will get in proportion exactly what you give. Mm -hmm. And what you give needs to be like an elite level service. And so for us at PT Domination, my main focus is how can I serve the best and the most? That's mm -hmm. why I've recorded 900 podcast episodes, because I know the more value, the act, like actual value that people can take and implement and utilize in their life, the more value that I give, the more that I get. And I don't give with an, uh, my handout. Like I'm not giving and I'm like, give me something back. I'm not expecting something in return. I'm giving for the sake of giving because I know that I'm creating goodwill in the market. And eventually the people that give the most value wins. So that's number one. Number two is I think that the people that are, you know, let's, let's talk about being an employee. Okay. Because entrepreneurship is mainstream. And the hard part about that is now we've got a bunch of people with nine to five employee mindsets coming into entrepreneurship and wondering why they're not getting paid the same way that they used to get paid in as employee. Because as an employee, I can literally show up to work and be on my phone and watch fucking cat videos for eight hours. And they're still going to pay me $25 an hour, right? That's it. I just need to show up. All I need to do is show up. I could be like, I could be on YouTube. I could do whatever I wanted to do. And I still get paid $25 an hour. You can, you can get the bare minimum done and still get compensated the same. Yes, exactly. And I actually think the bare minimum is celebrated in being an employee because if you're oh, a construction worker, as an example, let's say you're getting paid for a job site, like the more time that you take, the more money that you make. Yep. And so your employer's like, slow it down a little bit. Like that's encouraged. Whereas in entrepreneurship, guys, like this is where you need to actually ask yourself if you're prepared to do the work that comes with being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Because in order to become a successful entrepreneur, you need to understand that the market rewards the best people, period. Mm -hmm. oh, real quick, define define the best people. The best people, in my opinion. It's so us. It's me and Brian. It's me, motherfucker. <laughs> well, business comes down to a few simple things. Marketing your service, mm -hmm. selling clients, and delivering a valuable service. If you have these three things, You'll get your business to, you know, a decent level where you like you'll you'll need to hire employees to get busier, basically. So marketing, selling and delivery. Those are the three skills that you need to develop, period. And so if you don't have leads reaching out to you, your marketing skills suck. And that's not me. That's the market telling you there's no yeah, leads reaching out objective. to you, which means that you need to get better at marketing. If you've got leads reaching out to you, but you're not closing clients, you need to work on your sales skills. And you need to get better at sales. If your marketing is good and you're bringing in clients, but everyone's leaving, your delivery sucks. And so you need to improve your delivery. And so I'm like completely unbiased and I don't care if I'm right or wrong. All I care about is getting the result. And so if my, like my end, like in order to sign, you know, in order to make $10,000 a month, if I need to sign three clients a month for the next three months, if that's the target and I'm not signing the three clients, I'm asking myself, why is yep. it because I'm not getting people reaching out to me? 
well, no, I get people reaching out to me. Is it because I'm getting people reaching out to me, but they're not closing? Okay, well, then I need to maybe work on my DM game or I need to work on my phone game. Yep. Am I getting people on the phone, but then they're giving me all the like all the objections and I can't overcome them? Okay, then I need to work on the skill set of like my sales. And the thing about like developing your skills is you don't get paid for that, mm-hmm. right? You don't get paid for the work that you do in the dark. The work where you're like studying other people's content to get better. The work where you're like experimenting with different hooks. The work that you're like, you know, where you're studying your mentor's units or you're showing up to coaching calls. You're not getting paid for that. In fact, you're probably paying for it. Mm-hmm. Right? And people, and this is this is what really gets me. I told you I had a lot to say. This is what really gets me. Go when off. Somebody, when somebody invests in a mentorship program and they just like invest and then they expect that because they invested, they deserve money. Story of my life. Story of your they life. They deserve fucking anything. The mm-hmm. only thing that investing gives you is it gives you a gateway to develop your skills. Yep. And you still need to do the work to develop your skills. And I do think there's this like entitled energy around entrepreneurship because it's like, it takes time. Like when it comes to like, everybody knows like all the online coaches that are listening knows that it takes time to grow your physique. Like you didn't just show up to the gym and then the next day you're benching, you know, 225. It doesn't work like that progressively over time, if you keep showing up to the gym, eventually you'll get the body that you want. We understand that in fitness, but for some reason, you know, people, when it comes to business, they're like, they'll post for like two weeks or four weeks or, you know, even six months. And they're like, I'm not successful yet. Mm-hmm. You're like, no shit. No shit. I, I'm going to, I'm going to ping pong this. Cause I I've done this with plenty of people. Okay. So it's like, okay, what exactly do you want? And they're like, I want, you know, $50,000 a month. I want this. I want that. This is what I want my business to look like. It's like, cool. Now, and like, I'm, I'm pissed off because I'm not there yet. I need to get there now. And it's like, cool. How about this? If that landed in your lap tomorrow, you woke up and you had everything that you said you want right now. Now what? You have no idea. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to find the next thing to be unhappy for. You're going to find the next thing to try to rush to, because it's not that you're trying to get somewhere. It's that you, you have this wounded energy in you that feels like you're constantly behind. And that scarcity scarcity is I need to get there fast. I need to get there now versus when you heal yourself and you become more 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 abundant, more grounded, and more assured of your purpose, you're like, I'm I'm here until the day I die, and I'm just gonna make this I'm gonna make this journey last as long as I can. Right? The goal is to stay in the game, not finish the game. Mm. And wow. you said uh, you said something about like you give without your hand being open, mm-hmm. right? And there's two types of people in the world. It just is what it is. There's givers and there's takers. Now, neither is right or wrong because we need both. Now, most people pretend they're a giver, but then they get upset when people take. Mm. And I can't be a giver unless there are takers because there would be nobody for me to give to. Mm. Most people are actually takers wearing a mask of a giver. Interesting. Which means they're giving because they want to take. Mm. So when they quote unquote give, and you can tell the difference because when people give with the with the underlying want of taking what they give sucks Mm -hmm. (laughs) it sucks it's Mm -hmm. very rushed it's very chaotic it's very needy and it's very pushy it's like bludgeoning people to give you something Mm. instead of giving and saying like and i pride myself on doing this and i recognize this in you as well very much of hey here's the value Mm -hmm. right like here's the thing go do it because you can do it on your own if you want my help, here I am. Mm-hmm. But like, you can do this. Mm. And that it's paradox, right? The ones who give it all and they're like, cool, you can do this are usually the ones who get more mm. because they don't need it. They're neutral. And it's that neutrality in life 
that attracts things to us. Mm. Most people have seen this in relationships, right? And it's like, all right, the second, you know, a guy's like, you know what? I'm fucking done with women. I'm going to focus on myself. I'm going to focus on my business and I'm just going to go. And now all of a sudden, all these women are all over him. Mm. And like, oh, it's the second that I stopped caring. Mm-hmm. Same with women. Same with it. The second you're neutral to your success, the second mm-hmm. you have neutrality to money, the second you have neutrality to what you're giving and receiving is the second your entire life opens up for you. Mm. You know, it's funny. I completely agree with that. And I have, I want to, I just want to write this thought down before I forget it. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to touch on that. So um, I completely agree with that. And I think that for somebody that I want to talk to you, if you're in a place where you need money, okay. Mm-hmm. because I've been there. Like I've been in places where like, I need money. I need money. And when you need money, it is so much more important to be dialed in on working on your abundance than ever. Mm-hmm. Because when you need money, if you're not in control of your energy, you come across as desperation or uh, your energy comes across as desperation and people can literally smell you from a mile away. Yep. So off-putting. That's the hard part is like when you need money, you're trying so hard to get money because you need money to pay your bills, to pay your mortgage, to do whatever it is that you need to do. So you need it. So you're working so hard. But again, we're playing the mental and the emotional game. You're working so hard, but on the emotional scale, you're literally like desperate and your prospects can sense it in the way that you're communicating and you're like short and angry with them when they're not taking action. And then they're just like, fuck this guy or this girl. Right. And so I truly do think that if you're in a place where you need money, like that's where the work is. So I remember when I was in Bali, um, this was uh, back when I started my entrepreneur journey before I was, you know, successful. And while I was getting everything off the ground, I remember Nick, I was in a place where I didn't have, I had like $500 in my bank. And I had three weeks to stay in Bali and with 500 bucks. And I literally had no other way of getting money, like born and raised in a trailer park. So it's not like I could just call my mom and be like, Hey, can you loan me a thousand dollars? That wasn't an option. Um, I had just come out of my addiction like a year previous. So I didn't have a lot of really close relationships because I incinerated them. A lot of them to the ground when I was an addict, right? That wasn't an option. So I needed money. So this is what I did every single day. I would like drive around on my little moped in Bali. If you've been to Bali, you know what I'm talking about. And I would repeat affirmations to myself every single day. Money comes to me frequently, easily, and effortlessly. 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 And I did that every single day driving around on my moped. Every time I would feel like I needed money, money comes to me frequently, easily, and effortlessly. Money comes to me frequently, easily, and effortlessly. And I'm like repeating these affirmations and I'm doing the work over and over and over and over and over again. In that three-week time span, I made $5,000. Fuck. When I made that five grand in Bali, that like $5,000, when I literally had nothing, I remember coming back to Canada. I'm like, if I can make five grand in Bali, like with when I had literally nothing, I'm like, I'm never going to work for another person ever again. Mm-hmm. And that's when I committed to going full-time in entrepreneurship. So when you need money, that's where you actually need to do the work. So good. Now, I want to quickly talk about the what you said about neutrality, because I use neutrality in how I communicate in my sales process. Like a lot of people, what they do when, you know, they're on the phone with a prospect and they are, you know, they're trying to close the prospect. 
they're overcoming the objection, overcoming the objection, they're getting resistance or overcoming the objection. And after a couple of times of overcoming the objection, a lot of people get really frustrated and they almost like get short with the prospect. I do the complete opposite. I do something where I call it leaning out. And so if a prospect applies for my coaching program and they're in a conversation with me and we're talking about their goals and what they want to accomplish and I tell them about the program and they give me an objection, I tell like overcome that objection, they give me another objection and I can just tell that they're not really in a place where they're serious about taking action. I'll do something I call leaning out. Meaning I'll be like, that's totally great. Like no, no, no pressure on my end. I've got a lot of clients to get back to and I've got a lot of work that I need to do. So um, when you are serious about your goals, I'll be here in the yep. meantime. Check out my podcast. It's completely free. I'll send them the podcast. I'm like, here's an ebook called How My Clients Make $10,000 a Month. And when you get serious about your goals, I'll be here. Let me know when you need me. And I just, mm -hmm. peace. I, I do let do the same thing. I just, peace. I'm like, bye-bye. I'll be here when you need me because I know you need me eventually. Bye-bye. Looks like and you need me. I don't need you. Yes. And yeah. that's it. That's that sub-communication. That sub-communicates that you need me. I don't need you because one of the things you said, and, I wanna, and then I'll ping it back to you, is you said... The goal is to stay in the game and not to finish it. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm literally going to be coaching people. Like the way right. that I'm coaching is I'm going to be coaching people for the rest of my fucking life. And right. I have no intention of stopping pizza domination anytime soon until we're at 5,000 students and we got a long way to go. So I'm going to be in the game for a long fucking time. Oh. So I know that you're going to come back. So we I'm just going to lean out. And when you're ready, you'll come back and I'll be here. All right. Now lean out for a second while I lean in. <laughs> I got, okay. I got something to say. And then I got something to ping to you for that. So what what you said about the, the driving on the moped, right? Like money comes to me, money comes to me, money comes to me. And above all else as human beings, like you're an amazing coach, right? You're a you're a model, right? Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> no, anybody listening, right? You have you have all these these titles that you give yourself, right? You're really good at this. Maybe you're a bodybuilder, maybe you're a doctor, maybe you're these things. Above all else, every human being has one distinct thing that we are the most powerful at, and that's storytelling. Mm. Storytelling has been around for thousands and thousands of years. Now, here's the thing, and we'll go back to uh, let's let's do this. There's a difference between can, can two opposing truths exist at the same time and both be true? That's yes. exactly most people can't figure that out. So if, if Brian is over here saying life is hard and I'm over here saying life is easy, how can we both be right? And because there's a difference between a truth and there's a difference between my truth mm. and my truth is what I is the story that I choose to believe, not the story I choose to tell. So there's a big difference. So if, and, and, here, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, but when you're on the moped saying those things, eventually you start believing the story. Mm hmm what most people do is they say, okay, if I tell these affirmations, that's what I'm supposed to do. So they say, I'm an abundant person. I make money. Everything comes to me. This opportunity is on its way. And the story that they actually believe is I'm a piece of shit. I'm not worth anything. I'm never going to get it. So the, you're saying a story that you want to be true, but you believe the story that's inside of your heart. And there's three phases of actualizing a reality, a new reality. There's, and like, let's look at what Brian's saying. Cause Brian and I preach the same thing when it comes to that, that, that mindset around money. There's, I want to believe this works, which is I see other people doing it. Like Brian says it like, yeah, that would be cool if that was actually true, but he's probably got it easy. Then you get to a point where you say, okay, I believe this works. And maybe you've started doing it a little bit and some coincidences are happening and you're getting some opportunities. And then eventually over time you turn into, I know this works. And when you know it works, it becomes a very significant act. 
which means you don't miss it. And like Brian said, he meditates every single fucking day because he doesn't want to believe it works. He doesn't believe it works. He knows it works. And it's like saying, let's, you, you spoke it about, uh, bodybuilding earlier right so like you guys get a client who's 50 pounds overweight and they're like well i want to believe that going to the gym makes me lose weight and you're like it does just trust me just try it and they go for a little bit and they lose a couple pounds like okay i kind of believe it and then eventually you just know well if i want my body to look a certain way then i have to go to the gym every day and i don't see the results that day so when you know if i do these things and i tell this new story and i believe this new story every day eventually over time the life that i want will come to me and I'm not in a rush for it to happen because my goal is for the game to be a game that I actually want to play. Now, the ping back to you is when you said, uh, <laughs> when you said, you know, you're going to be in the game forever, mm -hmm. right? I do too. Now I want you to talk because we, we, we're kind of on this thing of like scarcity mindset around money and how to build life for yourselves. Number one bottleneck I see with people to not get the life that they want is they're focused on saving money, not investing and trying to plan for retirement. And it fucks them over because it's this really old way of thinking. And like, I'm my retirement plan. Mm -hmm. What I'm building is my retirement. And mm -hmm. it's like, hey, invest, you know, four or $500 a month into a program that's going to help you learn how to make 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, $70,000 a month. And they're like, I can't, I need to save right now. Mm -hmm. like, what are you saving for? Mm -hmm. Well, I need to get out of debt. Well, you're already, if you're already in debt, why would you not just take out an extra $500 a month to learn how to get yourself out of debt for the rest of your life? Mm. Well, because I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's like, that's the exact reason you need to do this right now. Mm. But the story we believe is, well, I need to stay in my own suffering for as long as possible because there's either shame, there's guilt, there's judgment for ourselves, right? Like I know every shitty thing I've ever done in my life. Mm. And so do you, whoever's listening. It's like, you know, the most shameful thoughts, actions, and choices you've ever made. So if there's anybody who's going to judge you as hard as possible as a shitty human being, it's going to be yourself. Mm -hmm. And your life is a byproduct of your self-image because you'll never outperform the image that you have for yourself. Mm. So what do you think about that? So first thing, first things I want to, I want to say is you're really smart and I like talking to you. Okay. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's number one. Every time I talk, oh, I don't sign up. I'm like, ooh, my fucking brain is active. I'm very excited about this. Um, okay, so let's talk about this. I want to address the specific uh, thing that you asked me. And you said a lot of people, they have this like preconceived notion that they need to save money, save for retirement, and they can't invest in themselves. They can't invest in a program because, you know, they're saving for XYZ thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if you are a coach for others, you're a personal trainer or you're a online coach or you're aspiring to be a coach for others. And every single day you're in asking people to invest money in you. You're mm. asking to pe for people to take the leap of faith and to invest in you to coach them. But you're not even willing to invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. By definition, you're a hypocrite. No integrity. No integrity. Mm -hmm. So every single day you're getting on the phone with people, you're posting on social media and you're asking people to invest in you, but you're not even willing to invest in yourself and your own education. Mm -hmm. And that is why most people are stuck. And that is why most people stay broke. And then they look at successful people and they're like, successful people has it, have it easy. That guy has it easy. That guy's so lucky guys. I've talked, I talked to this, uh, about this conversation, this topic with one of my clients the other day, she was in a little bit of scarcity because she's doing 
five, six, seven fitness competitions this year. And she's on the way to becoming an IFBB pro. And she's 21 years old and she's wow. an absolute beast. And she was talking to me about how she's like nervous because of all these upcoming investments. And I was literally like, go for it. Because every single big life change that's happened has come as a result of me making a massive investment. So for those of you guys that don't know, I live in a 6,500 square foot mansion in Kelowna, BC. And when I bought that house, it was uh, $1.9 million. The down payment on a house over a million is 20%. And so 25%. So, so I put down $500,000 to buy a $1.9 million house. And at the time, when I made that investment back in 2020, I had uh, $550,000 in my bank. And so I took $500,000 of my money. And that left me with 50K. Plus, I still have bills and expenses and shit coming out. Mm. And I just gave it out. And literally, I went from having this giant nest egg of 550K down to 50. And I literally shit myself when I did it. I was like, I had almost no money in my bank compared to what I usually have. And so mm. that for me was such a massive move. And I remember when I made it, I, I, I talked to Kirsten. The It was the night after I sent the money. And I was awake all night full of anxiety. Mm-hmm. What if I just fucking fucked us? Yeah. Like, what if I just made it <laughs> yeah. like what if I literally just ruined our lives? Like, what if I can't perform? What House if I'm not gonna make oh, it? What if what if what if what if what if and what then, if I can't produce exactly? And then I'm like, what if I don't perform at that level? And then I just committed. I was like, motherfucker, I'm hitting the next level. So the week after I launched tickets for my first ever PT domination all access event, we sold 40 tickets, we made a hundred grand, and that paid for our mortgage for the entire year. Wow. Two, uh, three months later, we launched our second event in my basement at my, by the way, the events I was throwing in my basement. So I bought the house to throw events at. The second event we sold out in 24 hours, we sold 50 tickets, 150 grand. Six months later, we sold out tickets in two minutes because we brought seven time Mr. Olympia Phil Heath. We was set to be in my house because I bought the house to throw events, but the event sold out in two minutes and it was so fast that it sold out that I literally needed to get a bigger venue. So we got a bigger venue for Phil Heath. Phil Heath came to speak at our bigger, bigger venue. There was 75 people that attended. Six months after that, I threw my fourth event. My fourth event had 150 people at it. There was 200 people on the virtual. And I don't even know how much money I made from that event. It was disgusting. What I'm saying to you is the reason that PT Domination events came is because I literally took all of my money and I threw it into the universe. And I'm like, let's go. Nice. And then I was along for the ride. And I want everyone to write this down because I think this is so fucking important. What you give is what you get. Mm -hmm. Actually, can I, uh, I, I would be interested in your thoughts on this reframe of that. And that, that you just reminded me of this because it came up earlier when we were talking about like how much you give is equal to what you get. And I almost feel like it's almost like half, right? So it's like, if I know whatever I give, I'm going to get half, then I need to get even more to get what I want. Mm. that makes sense like that reframe that i'm saying because i'm trying to think for like newer entrepreneurs who are like well i'm giving this why am i not getting the equal back okay mm. ask me the question one more time so it's like well what could we say that potentially you have to give like if i want let's just say i want to have a hundred thousand dollars a month well then by nature i need to be giving at least five hundred thousand dollars worth of value every month to be mm. able to be compensated for that hundred thousand mm. That's such an interesting uh, question. Let me think. Yeah, about I mean, it kind of, I kind of spiked to me right as you were talking. So I don't, you know, it's it's, it's a new one for me as well. Here it is. Here it is. Um, uh, my brain came up with something. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I love when it does that. I love that too. Um, I'm a smart boy, guys. I think the the quote that comes to mind is, "If you do more work than you are paid for, eventually mm -hmm. 
you will be paid for more work than you do. Mm. That's the quote that comes to mind. Okay. So let me, let me just like boil that down more. Right. So when you're starting, you need to be doing significantly more than what you're receiving and ground yourself in that. And eventually the scales flip because you've built up enough credibility, good faith and goodwill with the universe and the people. Yep. That's it. That feels dang, good. Dang, dang. Because like the, so I just spoke at an event. I told you this, but I, I think I, I might've told you this. I spoke at an event in Australia, which was my, I'm, I'm actually on back to back to back speaking tour. So I spoke at. Yeah, you're Australia. killing it right now. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Australian Fit Expo, which had 20,000 people at it. And then I had oh. Clean Health in uh, Australia. And there was uh, 190 people in the audience. And there was four, 250, 300 people on the virtual. So I was speaking to 500 people live. And now I'm speaking at another event this weekend in FitCon, Utah. So it's like, I got back to back to back speaking lineups. And I'm like, I don't know how the fuck this happened. But it happened because when I started my career, I was literally doing five live streams a week for free mm. when I was getting paid for it. And then I did that for five years. And because I did that for five years, now when people come to me and they see my profile, they're like, oh, this guy is like established. And because I'm established, I'm getting these like mm -hmm. easier opportunities because I'm established. When I made my pitch from stage at the Clean Health Live, we enrolled 50 students into the Change Jobs Academy from wow. one speech, from one speech. But it's because I've literally been giving selflessly for the like the last five years. Now, I want to make this contextual because when you're first getting started as an entrepreneur, you literally need to develop the mindset that you are willing to work for free for six months. Mm -hmm. Willing to. And when I say work for free, I mean work. I mean literally put your very best in. And when you actually develop that mindset where you are willing to work for free for six months. And when I say, again, let's go back to like when I first started entrepreneurship. When I first started entrepreneurship, it's not like I just quit my fucking job and was like, woohoo, like let's like, let's make this happen. I was building my online business on the side for about a year mm -hmm. while still working my nine to five, while still being on top of my fitness goals. And I was doing a lot of free work on the side to get my reputation out there, working mm -hmm. with clients for free, taking on like getting them results so I can use them as transformations. And that took me about a year before I was able to get to that place where I was in Bali. I had $500 and I had a little bit of like a reputation because I'd been posting for a year. So I was able to generate that money because of all the work that I had done. Mm -hmm. So I really do think that if you develop the mindset, you're willing to work for free for six months, you're going to notice that like, it's going to start to come to you like a lot easier. It's almost like if you, like if somebody came and told you when you first started your entrepreneurship was like, Brian, Hey, here's what's going to happen, man. You're going to have to go on live five times a day, every single week for an entire year. You're not going to five, times, make, a week. five times a week for an entire year. You're, you're not going to make barely any money. And for the next three years, it's going to be fucking miserable. And you're going to, it's like nothing's going to happen and year four is going to be okay year five it's still going to suck but year six is when everything takes off but it's only going to take off if you give your absolute best this entire time and the thing is is nobody ever has that timeline and it's the ones who don't look up at the clock to see how much time is left mm. that's it you know you, you can tell in like a boxing match right? The one who's losing, he's looking to check the time, how much time's left in this, in this round so that I can get a break. Cause I'm getting pummeled right now. Mm -hmm. And the boxer who's engaged, he's in the present moment. He's like, I don't care if I'm winning or losing. Like I, I gotta be right here and I gotta give my best jab, my best straight, my best hooks every time. Cause that's the only way I'm going to win this thing. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, can, and what you're saying is you did all of these things that most people would consider insignificant. Mm -hmm. And when you're significant in everything that you do, 
the insignificant things eventually turn into significant things. Mm. But most people have that. It kind of goes back to the scale of success that we talked about, right? It's like, what do you, how do you consider something insignificant versus significant is going to dictate your ability, your willingness to actually do them. Mm. Because people get on a live and there's one person and they're like, this isn't worth it. And they get off. I want to pause you for a second. What if on that one person live stream, you delivered such a powerful, present, valuable message that one person DM'd you after the live and was like, tell me a little bit more about your coaching well, services. I was going to say that, Brian, before you <laughs> paused me. <laughs> I like pause. Um, well, but it's like, let's look at the opposite. People are like, oh, I'm not good at talking on live. And then I go on and there's only one person. And they're like, I'm so embarrassed. What's going to happen if I go? Like, what? what is everybody going to say about me if I go live and nobody's on? I'm like, nobody's going to say anything because nobody's there. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> what do you mean right that is the best well that all my all my followers are going to think i'm a joke because only one person's on my live i'm like no there's only one person that's going to think you're a joke and they're the one on the live so <laughs> if you like use them as a way to get more comfortable talking on camera so that mm -hmm. when 20 people are on your live you are comfortable and you can handle it yeah but people, it's like these, it's every excuse possible to not do something. What's, what are people going to think if I make a post and nobody likes it? Like nothing, because they don't know it exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, yeah. over six years, when one of your, like, it's, it's like Russian roulette with a successful business. The more bullets in the chamber, the more likelihood of a bullet coming out. Mm -hmm. So every time you post, it's another bullet in the chamber for your success. Mm -hmm. So if every day you post, you're like, it's another bullet, it's another bullet, it's another bullet. Eventually, you're going to pull the trigger and one of them is going to shoot. Ding. Ding. I love that. I love that. And again, this comes back to our conversation earlier. And I want to touch on something. So don't let me forget it. It's, it's about the lie. Um, about the lie? There's a lie. There's a lie that I want to talk about. But okay, um, I'll just write down so the lie. So you said you put enough bullets in the chamber and eventually one of them is going to shoot, which mm -hmm. basically means like if you take more swings at bat, eventually you let success. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. Now let's explore the idea of like, okay, we're talking about, you need to, you know, you need to win the war against yourself every day. We talk about the mental game, which is you need to post on social media. You need to be consistent. You need to do your outreach. You need to do the things. And if you don't know what to do, hire a fucking coach. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like you're not an expert. And there's a reason that people hire you for a fitness program because you know what to do. So if you don't know the action steps that you need to take, hire a coach. So yeah. you need to win the war against yourself, right? That's one of the things that you need to do. Then you also need to enjoy the experience and enjoy the journey and like give yourself credit and like pat yourself on the back, tell yourself you're a badass and give yourself the wins. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason that most people don't put more bullets in the chamber is because they're not winning the emotional game. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm so, like my posts are sucking and nobody's reaching out and nobody likes me and like I'm not good enough and I'm never going to be as good as Nico and all these different things, blah, 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 blah. So, I think that you need to understand that like both games need to be played at all times. You need to win, win the war against yourself. And then as you're taking the actions that you're getting, giving yourself close to success, you need to find a way to give yourself a win. I posted today. I showed up today. I did my outreach today. I got on a call today. And even though they didn't buy, I still got the experience of being on the call. So I know that I'm taking one step close to success and eventually I'll get there. So we need to win the war against ourselves. And we also need to win the emotional game. One of the things I want to talk about is you said, I want to go back to the scooter of Bali because you said to me, like, you're like, yo, B, do you think that when you were telling yourself that story over and over again, do you think that eventually you like believed it? And I was like, yes. And that's what all of you guys are doing right now. 
I want like this is a quote that I feel like is powerful and I, I want people to remember it. It's that when you tell yourself a lie for long enough, eventually you'll start to believe it. Mm-hmm. And most people have been lying to themselves their entire lives mm-hmm. about their potential and about their success and about their money beliefs and about, you know, how rich they could be and how wealthy they could be and where they could go with their life. You've been lying to yourself your whole life. And that's why you believe it. That's why you believe that nobody wants to work with you. That's why you believe that the market is saturated. That's why you believe that other people are destined to be more successful than you. When you tell yourself a lie for long enough, eventually you'll start to believe it. So why don't you just start telling yourself a different lie? Yeah, it's like you're already lying to yourself. Just lie in a way that's in your favor. Yes, dude. And so when I was like, money comes to me frequently, easily, and effortlessly. Money comes to me frequently, easily, and effortlessly. It wasn't. There was no money. No money was coming in. In in the past, there was no money coming in, but I knew that if I could get present enough and I could get grounded enough in that belief and I could tell myself that story over and over and over again, over the series of the three weeks that I was in Bali, like week two, week three, like I started to close clients. Mm -hmm. And when I came in and when I closed my first one, I was like, see, money comes to me. (laughs) Celebration. Reinforcing that belief, right? I'm reinforcing that. I'm like, see? Look, there's another one that came in. There's another one that came in. There's another one that came in. And I'm like ingraining those like neural pathways. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you string enough thoughts together and it becomes a belief system. And then a belief becomes a subconscious state of being. So if you're lying to yourself that you're a loser, then you become the subconscious state of a loser. And you Mm -hmm. show up as a loser. People see you as a loser. You get compensated as a loser. Rinse and repeat. Mm -hmm. It's that simple, you know? And I think to uh, go back to kind of what you said about like, you know, winning the war and playing those games with yourself, the people like I take, I take what I do very seriously. Right. And I know you do too, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it is also a giant game and we have a blast. Mm-hmm. And so it's like people, people take things too seriously in a negative way and they're unable to have fun. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if, if you gamify your success, right. I just had this conversation with the client. She, so she was a teacher it was, you know, teachers make what fucking 35 K a year. Maybe it's a travesty. Yeah. And she became an entrepreneur. She did like this real estate business. We launched it forward. She's doing like 27 K in five days. She's like, what the fuck? So she's yeah. swiping that credit card, bro. Yeah. And she realized, holy shit, like I'm, I'm in a hole right now because mm-hmm. she didn't understand. Right. And then it was like all this panic. And now it was, it was right back into a prison just like she it was like she recreated the same financial situation she was as a teacher without realizing it. Yep, yep, and so all we did was gamify it, right? It's like, okay, so if you if you like doing that thing and that thing costs you four thousand dollars, then like what's the what's the experience points you need to have inside of the game to go and buy the thing from the store? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, okay, every twenty five thousand dollars you make, you get to go do that thing for four thousand dollars. So it's like the earn then spend principle instead of the spend before you earn. Mm-hmm. Just, just and it's like that's just one simple example of what you can do to just make everything very simple and a game mm-hmm. so that you don't have to stress as much mm-hmm. and i don't know how, how you gamify your life yeah i i like that a lot and i i even i want if i can can i add my perspective on like that situation how i view it no okay i'm gonna do it anyways i was just asking permission to be nice Ooh. um so the and it's this comes down to like we we always and this is why i think a lot of people struggle right because people will always revert back to what they know. Yep. And so the yep. teacher that made $25,000 in four days, and was like, boom, oh my God, I'm rich. It's like, I'm rich. And then it's uncomfortable to have all that fucking money. 
because when you grow up, when you don't have money, it's uncomfortable to have it. And so you're going to get rid of it as fast as you possibly can. So you can get back to a temperature that you're comfortable at. You can get back to like where you believe that you should be. Right. See the videos. Have you ever seen the videos of like the dogs that have been in cages their whole lives and they open it and the dogs like don't know how to run outside Yep. Like, that's, that's that's the same as the elephant is a stick in the ground. If you yeah. like, they train mm-hmm. elephants at a circus, they train yeah. a baby elephant, they stick a stick in the ground. He tries to escape, tries to escape, tries to escape. And then when he can't, eventually when he's a giant elephant, he's got a stake in the ground, he could like destroy the whole tent, but he doesn't even try because he's been conditioned that he'll never escape. It's like so people people keep themselves in a cage of their own bad decisions because we don't even know how to live fully free. Like we don't know how to, so we're more yeah. comfortable in a cage. Yeah, and I want to jump, I want to ping pong off that. And then people are living in the cage and they see somebody outside the cage fucking running around, sprinting, like fucking riding around on a horse around the cage and they want to fucking do it so bad. And so they're like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur because, you know, I see my friend being an entrepreneur and it looks so much like so much fun. The cage door opens and they realize that they need to take a journey outside of the cage, but they've been in their cage the whole fucking life. And it feels comfortable to be in the cage. And the second they take that step outside of the cage, a gust of wind comes and knocks them on their ass and they run almost get run over. And they're like, fuck that going back in the cage. It feels this more is comfortable un- there. This is unfair. <laughs> this is unfair and unsafe and i should yeah. be compensated for stepping outside the cage <laughs> yeah oh man oh if that's you right now i'm sorry because that was probably really triggering <laughs> but honestly you needed it. it yeah it's like you want you want all the riches but you don't want to take a single step up the mountain because you don't want to sweat you know it's like <laughs> can we can we stay on that cage analogy because i really like yeah. it keep if going hearing you i like love you and i want you to be successful so even if you don't like me and you hear the truth that's all right with me yeah so, it's like the cage, right? When we live in a cage, like I, a lot of us, whether or not we realize it, have been living in a cage our whole life. And the cage mm-hmm. is the habits and the rituals that we have on a day-to-day basis that keep us locked in our life. Right on. As an example, I'm willing to bet thousands of dollars that you go to the same coffee shop, go to the same gym, probably drive the same way to work every single day. You brush your teeth the same way. You mm-hmm. get into bed on the same side. We all have these habits and these rituals for how we live our life. And we do it because- it's a lot easier for us to just like unconsciously drive to work than it yep. is for us to, you know, consciously be there and be like, let's take a different turn today. We just don't do that because it takes mental energy. And like, we're like, we're conserving our energy for things that are more important. And so the biological, biological bias to conserve. Yeah. Correct. So in order for us to get out of that cage and break that habit, we need to become conscious. Like Nick said at the start of the podcast and do things that are outside of the regular way that we do things. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is like when you, so when you've got a neural pathway burn in your brain and you do the same thing over and over again, and it's your habit and your ritual, even though you might not like it, it becomes comfortable and it's safe. And so even though you might be uncomfortable, like it might not be fun to work at the job that you like, it feels almost better to stick with the devil that you know, than the devil that you don't. Yep. Which is why, like, I'm not happy in my job, but I'm also not willing to invest in a mentor to get me outside of that job because that seems really risky and scary. And I don't know what that's going to be like. So I'm just going to continue doing the same thing that I've been doing over and over and over again, even though I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think to get out of that pathway, to get out of that cycle, to break out of that cage, we need to force ourselves to do things that are extremely uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because by doing something that's extremely uncomfortable, we automatically break out of that, like, way of thinking that pattern of thinking that pattern of behavior and if we do that consistently enough eventually like you said we start wiring a different pathway in our brain and we start creating new habits Mm -hmm. Mm. 
it's like the what is it like the, you know what, when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change somebody will finally make the change mm. and i think people it's like people are like I, i'm afraid right or i've i've been burned in the past right i haven't changed right now i've hired a coach in the past and i didn't get what i wanted and it's like okay so you're you're afraid to move forward you're in pain currently you you're afraid of the unknown because you don't trust it because it's a byproduct of your past so what you're saying is everything that has ever happened to you is now dictating everything that ever will mm. that's it right so i'm using the past to make decisions in the present which means my future is going to look extremely similar to my past over and over and over and over again and then eventually you're going to look up and you're going to see oh shit the end of my life is very soon mm. and you're finally going to wake up and you're going to look back at your whole life and you're going to go, oh, my God, my life's been worth nothing. Mm. Have you seen the movie Soul? No, bro. I cried. I? Soul by Pixar. If anybody hasn't seen it, that shit fucking I bawled my eyes out on that movie. <laughs> but one of the, the very first parts of the movie, he like dies. Right. And they take you to heaven. And as a soul, they walk you through all the main memories of your life. And wow. he's walking through it and the person walking him is like looking at it all kind of unimpressed. And he's like, wait, what? That's not how it happened. And he gets to the very end and he has this realization. He was like, my life was worthless. Mm. And when you get to that point, it's too late. You know, it's like if, if people actually knew their expiration date, how much more value and how much less, how much less time would you waste if you knew when your expiration date actually was? right you open the refrigerator and you see the yogurt's about to expire most valuable thing in the house like i gotta eat this right now <laughs> otherwise i'm gonna waste it uh, yeah but when you actually see the expiration date of your life it is too late mm. that thought petrifies me yeah but that, but that's the thing look at that what you just said i'm afraid of that Mm -hmm. and fear can either paralyze you or make you move forward and that is a complete self-perceived choice mm -hmm. like i want to do it but i'm afraid you're saying i'm afraid and i'm gonna do it i'm afraid that's why i do it exactly like if you have fear use it mm. that's it it's not that hard stop letting it stop letting your fear use you and keep you in this little box it's like i'm afraid so therefore i have all this energy that i need to put into something Right, because an emotion is energy in motion. So if you don't let that energy move, it's going to stay inside of you, and it's going to move inside of you, and you're going to have anxiety, and you can't sit still, and you're super restless, and you need to quote unquote stay busy in order to feel good about yourself. Yeah, there's uh one of our one of our mutual friends, Brendan Lund, uh, has this quote, and he says that anxiety. He used to like run away from his anxiety. Mm -hmm. He did a podcast on this, and he Same. was like anxiety used to be a thing that I would run away from. He's like, and now when I'm anxious, that's a signpost that I need to do it. And so mm -hmm. he's been doing a lot of like really cool things. Like he got into boxing and he was really anxious about it. So he entered a boxing fight and he won. And then he thought about doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu and he was anxious about it. So he did Brazilian jiu-jitsu and now he wants to go for a provincial title because it makes him anxious. So he literally does like, he figures out what makes him anxious and then he, he takes that as a signpost that he needs to do it. And then he does the thing. So I think there's a lot of value in that. Exactly. It's the perception. It's the, how can, how can the same story produce two different outcomes? It's choice, right? Mm -hmm. Most yes. people, right. Most people go to start a business and they're like, I'm overwhelmed. I can't do it. Right. I don't know what to do. I'm so overwhelmed. 
And they think that overwhelm is like the the time that you turn around. And it's like, well, if you never push past that first feeling of overwhelmed, of not knowing what to do and it being hard, then you never get to the other end where you're overwhelmed with how amazing your life is and how many blessings you have and how easy money comes to you and how many clients sign and how many opportunities you have. It's like overwhelm is that initiation into wealth. I literally talk. That's so funny that you say that because whenever I have clients in the million dollar mastermind and when they start hiring employees and their business starts growing and they start seeing success and they're like, I'm like, I'm doing like, I'm, I'm like overwhelmed. There's a lot going on. And I'm just overwhelmed. I'm like, I'm literally like overwhelmed is a signpost that you are growing. Yeah. You're like, good. Yes. And, and yes. yes. Stop everybody listening right now. Like if you understand it's all part of the process, Yes. then you can do it. Like you're supposed to go on live and have one person there. You're yes. supposed to make Instagram posts and nobody you're, you're going to launch things and nobody's going to buy. Yes. And it's all a part of the process. Yes. And if it's, you can't make something that's a part of the process, be the reason to stop the process. It makes no sense. Mm -hmm. so stop judging yourself. Well, what are people are going to think? Well, the people who are going to think that you're stupid have never walked the walk. So mm -hmm. they look stupid. Like when I see an entrepreneur posting a shit ton of quality reels and they have like two likes, I'm like, that person is fucking motivated, disciplined, and going to be successful. They're, they're in the first stages. I know the process. It's there. We've all walked through it. Mm -hmm. People get into the process for six months and they're like, oh, I'm so embarrassed and I suck and I'm going to stop. And I'm like, that's also part of the process. So keep going. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, Perfect. The fact that you feel that part of the game. Mm -hmm. And you can't like, again, let's, this comes back to the, our, our conversation earlier where it's like, you can't like, you can't win the game without going through all of the, 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 the negative and the hard and the frustrating and the anxious and the fearful times of being an entrepreneur. All of those emotions are a part of it. It's like, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the, the uh, graph where it's like the life of an entrepreneur and it's like this like squiggly line. And it's mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, I'm crushing it. I'm so excited. And then like something happens. Like I literally feel like my business on a, is on fire and everything's yeah. incinerating. And you're like, Oh my God, I just signed a few clients. Everything is so great again. Everybody loves me. And like, I just had a few clients drop off. I literally hate myself. And oh my, like, yep. yep. that's literally it. It's the game. The first phase. That is like for the first year of you being an entrepreneur, prepare for that roller coaster to be a part of the process. And I do think that as you get more seasoned in entrepreneurship, like it still happens. But for me personally, I don't know what your experience experiences like the more season that I get the less that I get affected by the things that happen like there's 100%. still fires that happen in my business but I'm no longer like oh my god I need to go put that out right now or my business is going to incinerate like I'm just like well here it is again right is it's it's the neutrality it's mm -hmm. I've done this enough times to realize that like this is part of the game you know and um I've had enough like, and you know no matter what business you're in you're going to get you know people who commit and then don't want to commit and then they're like you're a fucking scam artist give me my money back and you're like dude you already paid and you're in the program like I'm not going to you know it happens to people it happens to coaches have all the time and people were like oh my god I don't know what to do I'm like yeah give it a hundred more of those and then you're just gonna it's another walk in the park right have somebody talk shit on an Instagram post the first time it completely ruins you you're like I'm not cut out for this everybody hates me and then you realize oh it's this like there are there are like five consistent trolls that have been on every live and every post that I've ever made and like I'm friends with them now right like they they pop in I'm like hey what's up man like what are you gonna talk shit on today and they're just going at it in the comments and I just like I'm like you know you guys are my, you guys are my day ones, man. Like I fucking love y'all. Right. <laughs> like you guys have never, you guys have been more loyal than most of my fans. Like uh, crazy. Yeah. And it's just like over, over time you realize 
oh man, like this shit is just going to keep happening. Like it never stops. Yeah. So it's like, those things don't need to change. I need to change. And eventually your nervous system through exposure therapy just mm -hmm. gets used to it. And you stop tying your personal identity to whether something wins or loses. And you're like, ah, losses are a part of the game. And so are wins. Mm, you just said something that fucking clicked. You said your nervous system calms down and it's like, through exposure therapy, it yep. like regulates. It's, it's a, is that what you said? What was the word you used exactly? Yeah, through exposure therapy, your nervous system regulates to the stimulus. Ding, 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 motherfuckers. Give me one more. Give me one more ding. Ding, 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 okay. ding, ding, motherfuckers. What he just <laughs> said is your nervous system regulates. This is why I never miss on meditating. Yep. I never miss. Yep, me neither. Because if I can regulate my nervous system before I mm -hmm. attack the day, and I can get myself in the right state before I start responding. And I can be proactive with my mental state before I start dealing with my clients. Then as I come into the experience and as I come into, you know, all the clients messaging me and potential clients reaching out and like this Instagram post I'm about to make and the posts that flopped, like I've already regulated my emotional nervous system at the start of the day. Mm -hmm. So I've already prepared in advance for what's about to happen throughout the day. And then just like, Regulating your nervous system is so fucking important because I do my very best to not get triggered into an emotional responsive state when something happens in my business because it's all a part of the game. So you get you've gotten beyond your emotional self is what you're saying. And most to an extent, I'm still a fucking human. Let's be honest. And Everything's somebody, a work in progress. Right. Somebody will say something and I fucking get super triggered. So it still happens <laughs> to me. But let's be honest, I'm a fucking human. I yeah. try for the most part to have a regulated nervous system. And that's the emotional game we talked about. Mm -hmm. And you've got to win that emotional game so that as you're taking the actions towards success, it's like you're, you're embodied. And guys, this is why entrepreneurship, like, let's be honest, like the lifespan of an entrepreneur, the life, it's not very, it's not a lot. Actually, I have statistics on this. Do you want to know a crazy statistic? Yes, I do. I do actually. 99% of entrepreneurs fail within the first five years. And you know what that statistic tells me? 99% of entrepreneurs give up in the span of five years. That's it. Wow. I asked 99% that's fucked up. Give up within five years. And year, year six is usually when the skyrocket happens. That's crazy. So two things I want to add to that. Number one, Alex Ramosi, we all know who he is. We love him. Mm -hmm. I just read a post from about his the other day. And he was like talking about, he's like, oh, one of the pot, the uh, platforms that I don't talk about the most is my podcast platform. And I've been podcasting for six years. Mm -hmm. And then, so I thought to myself, like, I'm on year uh, four of my podcast and mm -hmm. I would consider myself like relatively successful, but I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Like my goal is to be bigger than Gary Vaynerchuk. Like that's like the fucking, that's the target. That's You the know vision. what? Like I, can I, can I like, cause you've said that before and it always, there's something in me and I would, I would love to just. As a friend, say something real quick. Yes, go ahead. I think that that's keeping you in a box. I, I think that it's actually keeping you smaller than what you could be. Hmm. Like, it's just the first, it, like, every time you say it, that is the immediate thing that I feel. I'm like, that's like keeping him small. Hmm. Smaller. Yeah. And, like, I, I just feel like, I mean, obviously, you guys are in completely different niches. But I feel like. Yeah, I don't know why that always just registered me like you're like bigger than Gary V. I'm like, dude, Gary V is not even on your radar. I feel like mm, that's an interesting perspective. perspective. No. Yeah, no, like, I, yeah. If I yeah, I, I don't know. It just it's literally it comes up to me every time you said it, and it, it came up again. So I just you know maybe maybe that'll plant some sort of seed in you, or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why it's coming up. Not my thought, dude. You know, it's not, take it. That, if not, leave it. 
I'm I'm here for it. I actually uh we're I wanna I wanna uh sidebar this. Uh well, no, I wanna keep this thought and then I wanna remind me of Alex Mosey after this. I actually changed my alarm. So I think this is something that I need to reprogram. And I'm glad we're having this conversation because on my vision board, it says bigger than Gary V. Hmm. Uh, and in my wallet, I actually I don't know where my fucking wallet is, but I have a sticky note that says bigger than Gary V. But I believe that I a few months ago, I had this like realization that that was keeping me small. So I actually changed my alarm because my alarm used to say better than Gary V. But now my alarm says be the best Brian Mark. Bam. And I haven't changed like I, I don't I haven't done enough of the work to really internalize it because that still comes out. So that just tells me that I need more work. So. See, and maybe that's maybe that's the beautiful mirror that just happened with our energy today. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I agree with you and I'm going to do that work. So that is cool. Thank you for that. I want everybody to just observe that, right? Like immediate, like, mm, yeah, you're right. I'm going to do the work. First thing he said, I'm going to do that work inside of myself to change that. That's like, that's why, that's why Brian's a millionaire. <laughs> Thanks, bro. That was cool. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, of course. Okay. Alex Ramosi. Alex Ramosi. So he made a post and he uh, talked about how his podcast is on his uh, sixth year. Yeah. And then I thought about my podcast and I was like, bro, my podcast, I'm on year four. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I still got two more years to even be in the same hemisphere as, you know, the the caliber that Alex is in. And then it reminded me, I'm like, this is a, this is a long game. That's yeah. all this is. This is a long game. Mm-hmm. And if I can just keep myself in the game for a long enough period of time, eventually I'll get success. I was hanging out with uh, Lane Norton while I was on my trip to uh, Australia, which was amazing. Lane Norton is like the most humble dude ever. And we're like, say, you guys are tight. I see you guys always on each, on each other's stuff. I can't believe it. He was like my idol and now really? I'm like breaking bread with Lane Norton. I'm like, this is fucking cool. Um, I have more to talk about with that, but that we'll save that for another podcast. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're wrapping up here. for yeah. sure. Um, but Lane Norton, he literally said the average lifespan of a personal trainer in the industry is two years. Wow. And so he said, in order to be successful in the fitness industry, all you need to do is outlast. And Sebastian Oreb, who is That's the good. strength coach, Australian strength coach is the guy that coaches Thor, the mountain from Game of Thrones. He was also there and he was presenting. And Thor's also won awards for being like the world's strongest man in every single powerlifting meet last year. Um, and he was talking, he said the same thing. He's like, the reason he's at 25,000 in-person sessions under his belt. And he said, the key to success is to outlast everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a powerful message. And that goes back to what we talked about at the start of the podcast. And you said, you just need to keep yourself in the game. Mm-hmm. You just need to keep yourself in the game. Outlast. I like that. Yes. I one final thought here on the podcast thing, or just the con. I mean, you know, because podcast is technically content, right? So we can just yeah. we can just map that over. Anybody here, whether you're a serv- like service-based entrepreneur, product, B2B, like whatever you are. Um, I honestly think if you're posting a lot of really quality content right now and nobody is like it's not getting the attention you think it deserves that is potentially the best thing that could ever happen to you. And I think the goal, like if you're in that space, you're like, nobody sees my shit. That's not, it's not worth it. Then I I would reframe that and be like, wow, nobody even knows this exists right now. So like how much of a gold mine can I actually make right now? So that when somebody does find it, they're like, holy shit. And you're like the best kept secret. So if you have 600 posts that are just absolute fucking gold and they have two likes, eventually somebody's going to find them and go, what? How is this person? Like, how do I not know who this is? And guess what they're going to do? They're going to share. And then people just start coming to your profile because there's this fucking goldmine of perfect content because you didn't 
base your significance based off of how many people were validating what you were doing. That is so powerful. I took fucking inspo from that. Turn yourself into the best kept secret. Mm-hmm. Damn, that. Damn, that's good. Because like, if you do that and you have that intention with every single post that you make, yep. and like whether or not I get one like or a thousand likes or a hundred thousand likes, I'm going to put my very best into this, into this post. Mm-hmm. And then every single time I post, I'm going to try to do, try to make it like a little bit better. And you just keep doing that over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like one of them is going to fucking hit. You're going to put more bullets in the chambers. And Russian roulette, baby. Let's go. Turn yourself into the best kept secret. That is disgustingly good. I love that. Let's, let's, let's end it there. We're almost at an hour and a half in B Mark. Thanks so much for coming on, brother. This was one hell of a fucking conversation. Um, Guys, I will link Brian's IG and Brian's podcast down below in the show notes. Go check them out. B, one final remark for the the people listening. What do you got for them? Uh, I just want to say that if you're not listening to Nico Medina's podcast, I call you, I'm still going to call you. He always calls me Nico. It's okay. Nico Medina's podcast. Like a cute little nickname. You're crazy. I think that, the last thing I want to say, and I think this is important, is when we talk about changing our perception and how we view things for newer entrepreneurs so that they can start to view themselves as winning and they will eventually start to see success, the easiest way to do that is to tap into a thought pattern of somebody that is living the life that you want to live. Mm. And tapping into that, like, because, you know, when you take a look at like the way that you think, Nick, and the perception that you have of reality allows you to form and play at a very high level. So when you're talking to somebody who's really struggling and they're like really going through it and they're like, it's so easy for you. And you're like, it is easy for me because I've been doing it for 10 years. So follow the pathway that I'm going to lay out for you. And I can teach you how to get there faster without all the blunders and the mistakes and the failures and the obstacles that I had to go through. So that's why we hire mentors to get us to the result that we want to go to faster. So if you're listening to this and you're struggling with changing your mindset, your perception, your belief system, the way that you perceive the world, that's why you would hire a mentor so that they can help you break through to that next level. Yeah, literally. All right, B. Well, appreciate you. Hey, guys, if you've made it this far, we're going to have some fun with you. If you want to win $500 right now, all you got to do is screenshot this podcast, tag both myself and B Mark, and post the link to the podcast on your story. And I'm gonna pick somebody by the end of what's today? Today's Friday. By the end, by the by the sixteenth, I'm gonna pick somebody to win that five hundred bucks. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna double that. I'm gonna alley you. It's gonna be a thousand because I'm gonna donate five hundred too. All right. So you got to follow both Brian and I. You got to post the podcast, post the link, and then you're gonna win a thousand bucks. Boom. That's fucking easy, son. Oh, yeah. And also, you got to leave a five-star review and a written comment. <laughs> <laughs> and, also, okay. and also, and also, and, and also, and also, and also, and also. I love it. All right, guys. Thank Thanks you so much for having me on. You're the fucking best. I love you. No, you.